the real leadership is finding that intersection, the integration, the integer, right? Between what our followers, what our direct reports, what our communities want, and then what the institutions want. The real leaders can actually make that work and bring that into balance and bring that into harmony. The needs of the institution with the needs of the individuals that run the institution. So uh, motivation plus accountability equals results. That's the hot knife through warm butter if we work our leadership butts off. This is the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast, your source for the strategies, systems, and insights you need to turn your dreams into your destiny. Every week, we dive into dynamic conversations as our host, Nicole Greer, interviews leadership and business experts. They're here to shed light on practical solutions to the challenges of personal and professional development. Now, here's your host, a professional speaker, coach, and consultant, Nicole Greer. Welcome, everybody, to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. My name is Nicole Greer, and they call me the Vibrant Coach. And today, I have an incredible author, speaker, and fellow coach on the podcast. His name is Jeffrey Klubeck. He is all about coaching people to produce extraordinary results in their personal lives and their professional careers. He works in private settings, group settings, and he helps his clients deepen their learning, improve their performance, and enhance a balanced quality of life. He is a college professor of communications. As a professor of communication, he has taught communication skills, public speaking, and done training with adult learners at the college level of every semester and most summers since fall of 1997. He just won't quit. And (laughs) he had literally thousands of students who have improved their confidence and competence to communicate interpersonally and in groups and publicly. And today he's here to talk about his brand new book and all of you folks who are baseball fans are in for a treat because he is mixing business and baseball in his brand new book called The Integrity Game. Welcome to the podcast, Jeffrey. I'm glad you're here. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Nicole. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as everybody knows, when they tune into the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast, I am exploring definitions of leadership. What's your thoughts? To be succinct, which I'm not known for, (laughs) leadership is the collective, all the things yeah. That, that get us from A to B. Yeah, right. I mean, like, where are we going? That's the first thing, right? Like, there's got to be a vision, a destination, something. Well, it's so a starting point and you got it. Yeah. So yeah, as from the coaching perspective, we know that it could be a fun conversation. It could be a valuable conversation. It could be worth paying a lot of money for, but don't call it coaching unless there's a goal. You're, for me, performance coaching. There's other forms of coaching, you know, but like for me, I'm all, well, what's the goal? What's the goal? What's the goal? There's other things than goals that the integrity game talks about. But yeah. goals go in any soft skill training in any form of you know goal, goals 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 goals. So where are you headed? You know, so leadership. I want to um, give a shout out to a woman I met earlier this year at the Education 2.0 conference. Her name is Dorothy Enriquez, and she says yeah. you know, lead from whatever seat you're in. And she'd be a great, by the way, just FYI, but she'd be a great interview for you. Um, and I can oh, introduce yeah. you guys. But from whatever seat you're in, so. Well, the misunderstanding about leadership is that you have to be the leader or you are you a born leader or made leader? There's all these different debates about. And the idea is that just showing up to a meeting and participating according to or above what's expected of your role is a form of leadership. So lead from the front, lead from the rear, lead by example, lead by mom. There's all, but what gets us? So is there an A, is there a B? People talk about leadership without talking about where they are, where they're going. And that's that's a problem. So I don't like building a mansion on quicksand. Where are we, where we're going? And now we can start to identify leadership. 
Because it either yeah. gets us there or it doesn't. 100%. Okay. So he is talking about like leadership has to have a context, which I absolutely <laughs> love, right? Okay. So we're going to add that to our definitions of leadership. But, you know, really, I'm so thrilled because you've got a brand new book, Hot Off the Presses, correct? Well, I don't know how, maybe lukewarm, but you know, for Whoa. me, it's all brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We released it in uh, the Integrity Game. We released it in April of 22. So it's okay. less than two years old, hot off okay. the presses, but it's all because it it's not just a book. Actually, we're building the whole brand around it. I'm almost embarrassed to say not really, but I'm, you know, it's tongue in cheek. I'm a jovial fellow and I see myself as a character. And my first, my original brand, all the years that I've been coaching is Get a Clue, just building off my last name, Clue Back, Get a Clue. Ha, how cute is that? But I felt, I learned along the way that it, you know, what got me here won't get me there, as Marshall Goldsmith tells us. And, it was a cute brand for solo and micro business owners or, you know, solopreneurs, life service professionals. But if I want to go corporate enterprise, et cetera, nonprofits, corporate enterprise, education, government, et cetera, the integrity game is a better brand. So all the same services, coaching, consulting, training, speaking, I'm packaging it now integrity game. So it still feels brand new in that perspective, but not hot. Like we didn't release the book in 23. It was a 22 book, but I'm really proud of it. We're working on it and um, I'm excited to talk about it. All right. That's fantastic. And and you may not know this, but uh, I have my own coaching methodology and it's called Shine because I believe people should, uh, you know, get lit and bring their best self to work and they should mm -hmm. shine while they're at work. And so the I in my methodology is about integrity. So when I saw your yeah. book, I'm like, I got to read this because I am all about um, helping people develop that, you know, inner character uh, because we all know that you know, I, we could have all sorts of people that work with us, but the best ones to work with are the ones we can count on, the ones who are uh, full of quality character and have integrity uh, all day long. So that's who I want to work with. So yeah. I, I love the book and I love your brand. Thank you. Yeah, I tell you, you know, that that quality of character, it's, you know, I try to peel a couple layers of the onion. What happens, Nicole, is like when I was asking people, in my seminars or my trainings or the retreats, the events, entrepreneurs and business owners, how many of you believe you have integrity, right? Everybody's hand will go up right away because we judge ourselves. We judge ourselves by our intentions. Now, the rest of the world is just judging our actions. So I'd say, hang on a second, keep your hands up and repeat after me. I, I do do solemnly swear not to shoot the messenger in 45 minutes when I'm done with my little talk here. Right. And so it's challenging to talk about integrity without challenging people to look within, right? And <laughs> what's interesting is I agree with everything that you're saying. It's easier to work with people when they have that quality of character. But even if we're complimenting them on their quality of their character, it's still a judgment. And so what I'm trying to do here a little bit is intervene in the judgment piece. Because when, when I'm joking around and I say, how many of you believe you have integrity? Everybody raises their hand. Hang on. Don't shoot the messenger. But wait, before I offend you and suggest you don't have as much integrity as you thought, let's make sure... We're talking about the same thing. So back to your love of definitions. Now I ask, well, what is it? Who can define it? And here's what I've found. And I've done this a lot with a lot of people. Whenever I ask what is integrity, I always get two answers. I never fail to get these two answers. And, and I rarely get anything but these two answers. We're dying to know, Jeffrey. What okay. Thought you'd never ask. Thank you. <laughs> Number one is be your work. Do what you say you're going to do. Right? Number two is more along like what you're talking about is do the right thing regardless of who's watching. Do the same thing when nobody's watching and somebody wants, right? So however we put it, be your word. So now here's what I love about these two, Nicole. When we be our word, we're integrating a word with a behavior. Our word with the behaviors, we're bringing those together when we do it. 
And over here, when we do the right thing, regardless of who's watching, we're integrating a behavior with a moral, a value, a quality of character. So here's what I like. In both cases, there's an integration, a coming together of two things, word with behavior and behavior with values or morals or ethics or character. And so integration, I-N-T-E-G, right? They start with the same six letters, but not, it doesn't matter how many times I ask what is integrity, not one person says integration. Integrity is the status of integrated or two or more things that have come together. Nobody, it's right in front of our face, but what people say, you didn't do what you said you're going to do and you didn't do the right thing. So we're in judgment. Even when we're judging people to have good, it's still a judgment, right? And so what I want to do is neutralize that, make it value neutral. But the other thing that I like about these two answers is that our behavior is the evidence in both equations, behaviors there. So behavior is the evidence, it's our, not our intention, not what I was gonna, not what I meant to. Now, I didn't mean to, I was just gonna, I was only trying to, all that stuff that we say to excuse ourselves, right? And so I want to make it easy and fun to look within to play this integrity game thing. I want to make accountability non-threatening, right? And so to expand our understanding of integrity and to neutralize it, if I said I was going to sleep on the couch for 20 out of 24 hours, and then I did, I would have done what I said I was going to do, but could I claim integrity? And so everybody would say, well, no, and they know why not. Because if I said I was going to get in the car and go hit the first pedestrian and I did it, would I be, could I claim integrity? Some smart aleck is going to be, well, it depends. Yeah, it depends on what my purpose is, on what my A and B, A to B, source and destination, where am I going? If I don't have answers to that, I'm going to point my finger at everybody else all day long. Makes sense. So uh, I believe we need more than two things. The other thing, too, on the morals, ethics, right? It's like sometimes time is money. Sometimes patience is a virtue. You know, there's 30% of our country can't agree on who the president is or what the truth is. So how do we agree on right or wrong? You know, we know that we should never lie unless it's Elf on a shelf. Then it's okay. So who's going to tell me what the right or the wrong thing is? Isn't it a moving target? Doesn't it depend? Doesn't it require context? And isn't it? And isn't it something I should only be answering for myself anyway? Right. So the integrity game is a ten-point model of ten question sets, ten things. And if we have answers to these ten questions and our answers go together, we're going to have what I consider to be like structural integrity for an individual, a team, or a culture, even a whole organization. Buildings, bridges, or tunnels will collapse under pressure tests without structural integrity. Well, so too will individuals, teams, and cultures. So how do we retrofit ourselves? And I'm here to say, well, let's answer these 10 questions and let's see where we're at. Let's I want to answer the 10 questions. Can we do that? We can do it really quick or we can accordion it. Yeah, absolutely. No, let's not go quick. Let's go slow. Well, not slow. Let's go at the right pace. <laughs> okay. All yeah. Right. So, so I'll match your pace. I'll match your pace. You ready? Okay. All right. It starts like and you can either. What's cool about the model is you can start anywhere you want, especially when you can come to like coaching. If somebody's getting into coaching with me, I'm going to start with goals. Goals is one point on the model. But when I'm doing keynote, I introduce it fourth. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like 10 doors you can knock on to get into the game, right? But starting from the top, what I think is super foundational and transformational is purpose, right? So all of the Simon Sinek start with why and, you know, even public speaking that's been taught for over 150, 60, 70,000 years. Yeah, is your purpose to entertain, inform, or persuade, right? Knowing your purpose isn't just good. It's good, right? Everywhere and for any any aspect of life. So foundation, I don't like to build a mansion on top of quicksand. So there's all this content there about what is purpose and what's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of my life? What, what leads to an understanding of meaning of life? And what happens if we have no meaning for life? How can we optimize or appreciate life? Or what prevents people from declaring or owning or telling the truth about their purpose? And on and on and on and on and on. So that's like a hard question to answer, but it's an easy question to understand. It's purpose. 
So that's the first rung, if you yeah. will. Well, I, I would say that I completely agree. Mm -hmm. um, you are more whole. And I'll just go back to your, you were defining integrity. Um, a lot of times when I talk about it to, to groups, I, I say, you know, uh, integrity and integer are very close, right? It's yeah. It's the same thing. And, and if anybody has, you might be having a flashback to algebra class that's pleasant or one that's unpleasant, much like the one I'm thinking of. But <laughs> when you think of the word integer, it means whole and complete. And I love what you were saying. You know, those two things come together and it makes right. it one whole thing, right? So I, I love that. So I didn't want everybody to miss that. And then this thing about purpose, um, you know, my uh, in 2004 or something like that, I read this book um, and it changed my life because it challenged me to create um, a purpose statement, a mission statement for li my life. And like the minute that I sat there and did this work um, and then it became work over you know, to this day, you know, like revisit it, relook at it. Is this right? Um, figuring out your purpose is a huge step in the right direction in life. So I love that. So one of the 10 key points, right? Or yes. questions you ask yourself. It's like a question set, right? It's a, it, in one word, it's purpose. But, you know, you, you double click on that bad boy and a whole bunch of stuff opens up, right? Like, what's the meaning of life, first of all, right? Do you have an answer at all to what's the meaning of life? Do you have any thought leadership in your life anywhere? Do you value life in any way and through what lenses, what anything, any answers to that? And now what's the meaning of your life? But guess what? You can, what's the meaning of the business? What's the meaning of this podcast? What's the meaning of the meeting? What's the meaning of, I'll say it, what's the meaning of my marriage now that our oldest is off to college? And you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to constantly reevaluate this game. And so what I want, want you to understand is, first of all, we can put any noun into this hot seat. What's the purpose of, insert noun here, right? Because every other decision that you make about that noun ideally is going to be rooted in the foundation of purpose, right? The, what I always say here is, I don't care if your purpose tomorrow is different from your purpose last week. What I do care about is every day you live without one, because that might be a day out of integrity. That might day be a day the pressure tests get you. Yeah. Don't, don't let life unfold. Yeah, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you on and on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the, so, so heavy questions and people think they need to find their purpose. No, it's right in front of you. Just decide. You know, and so you get into all of the mindset and the fear and all of the all of the things that go around. What are the barriers to declaring purpose? What are the barriers to owning purpose or trying on purpose and seeing how that works for a little while and having the courage to shift if that doesn't fit? Um, it's all about accountability at the end of the day. I don't want to tell you what your purpose is. I'd like you to tell me. So that way, you know, I know what to hold you accountable to. Not not what I want, but what you want. Yeah. And I would say maybe not find. And I do agree that it's in you and it, it could be right there in front of you. But but I think uh, exploring it is, is huge, right? Yeah. The try on the big don't, word. Don't, I, hold on. Yeah, don't, 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 yeah. Don't jump in too quickly. Uh, definitely take some time and do this thing called discernment, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really How does cool. it feel? Try it on. Right. 100%. Walk around in that in a little bit and see what's going on. Yeah. All right. So the first question is, what is your purpose? Do I have that right? Yeah, purpose. You know, and right. so there's a lot of questions in that. You know what I'm saying? What's the mm -hmm. meaning of life? What's the meaning of your life? What how do we arrive at purpose? What prevent what's the big deal about purpose? What prevents people from purpose? What are there any methods or strategies to arriving at or trying on purpose? Right? If we're discerning a purpose we're trying on, what are the criteria of discernment? All, all of the questions, you know, double click 
he opens up a bunch of questions there in purpose. Okay. All right. Purpose. All right. So that's one out of 10. Let's do number two. What's the second thing? In in one word, gifts. Yeah. In gifts. one word, gifts. Okay. So back, like if we have an unofficial definition, right? A gift is like, let's, I, I just kind of want to neutralize it too, right? Anything not average. It's if it, anything above or below average is a gift. So the mindset piece, are we, you know, you've worked with people that don't let themselves receive because it's some reminder of the scarcity they grew up in and the shame that they had that they didn't have enough money. So they can't let people do anything for them because it's a blow to their pride. So they won't let people receive. Or there's other people that are hoarding everything they won't give. So what about the, what's going on with giving and receiving gifts, right? Giving and receiving, believing that we have something to give or receive. So there's all mindset around that. But if you keep on peeling layers of the young in for a practical application, it comes down to competitive advantage. So differentiation, anything other than average. So why do people hire you, Nicole, for coaching instead of me? Because you're vibrant and I'm bald. Or I don't know, right? Maybe, the, who knows, right? So what do we do better? I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, Jeffrey, just real quickly. They, there's enough people that need coaching that we yeah. don't need to be That's the whole point. It's not, it's not a, yeah, that's, my, that's what I'm getting at. If we know what our gifts are. That's right. And if we get honest about our gifts and we take the time to answer this question, like what, what do we do better than everybody else that also does the same thing? And what do we do that everybody that does what we do doesn't do? So what do I do better? What do I do different? What's my differentiation? Why would people choose me instead of somebody else? Because the ones that like me are going to pick me. The ones like you are going to pick you. And there's enough for everybody. That's right. But if I never develop and own my gifts, I'm going to be too busy doing other stuff, judging other people for being out of integrity with their marketing because I'm not proud of my own. Are you ready to build your vibrant culture? Bring Nicole Greer to speak to your leadership team, conference, or organization to help them with their strategies, systems, and smarts to increase clarity, accountability, energy, and results. Your organization will get lit from within. Email her at Nicole at VibrantCulture.com and be sure to check out Nicole's TEDx talk at VibrantCulture.com. Yeah. So what are Jeffrey Klubeck's gifts? Woo! Um... You know, I've got a, I got several answers to that, but one of them being humility, I would turn that question back on you. Just in our experience so far, what would you say from what you've experienced so far? I mean, I'll answer the question, but I want, you know, what's your impression? What, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. I think you've been given the gift of enthusiasm. Uh, well, you're helping out a lot with that. It could be just the vibe <laughs> that I would get from you, but thank you. It, yeah, I'm passionate about, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a boundless energy sometimes. I've been drinking coffee before and people say, what are you doing that for? What are you drinking coffee for? But here's the thing. I'm gifted, right? I'm gifted. I, I, I've got purpose. I, I'm, I'm playing the integrity game. I've got structural integrity. So I'm a communication guy. I'm a wordsmith. Uh, people have talked about the way that I communicate sometimes is musical or rhythmic, uh, the nonverbal in sync with the, uh, I, I'm gifted with my health. I'm gifted with by my wife and kids. I'm I, 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 when you talk about like God given, man made, and self generated. I've integrated, right? Because I got natural communication skills. I had guys that there was you know a, a boss of mine early on in school let me money to stay in college, and I was going to have to drop out because circumstance. And the guy says, "No, don't drop out. It'd be hard to get back in. Plus, we don't want to lose you, so stay." If we lent you money, will you stay in school? And I'm like, okay, yeah, that was heavy as a 19-year-old or whatever. Uh, but that was a man-made gift. You know, some human being said, here. And then I went and got a master's degree in communication. So I integrated my God-given, my man-made, and my self-generated. And now it's easy to be enthusiastic about what I'm doing. 
Because everybody wants meaningful work that makes an impact that allows us to call our own shots. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And and I, I find oftentimes, I bet you do too, when I coach people, they've never made a list. They've never owned it. Um, and you mentioned the word humility a minute ago. And there's humility where um, you're grateful for the gifts that you've been given. Um, you're you're sit- sitting in a place of uh, gratitude. And then there's like this weird false humility where you're like, oh, I don't, you know, I couldn't claim that I have gifts. And it's like, oh, you have to claim. You or, have to. Or you'll be out of integrity because they you have to receive the gifts. Yeah. Well, what happens is if you're not ready to own your gifts, guess what the gift is? The pain of not owning your gifts. And when that pain becomes unbearable, you start to own your gifts. So yeah. you can't escape it. There's always an answer to this question. And um, and 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 I like the distinction. And I, I, I kind of played it down the middle. Did you catch it? I'm like, hey, I got answers to that. Well, will you give me a little answer or two first so I could just balance this out? Because I do believe in humility and I don't want to just talk about myself the entire time, but I am in command of what makes a difference. Why people want me instead of other people. Or, I, yeah, But it's just easier when other people talk about it first. I am a little jovial and I, you know, I, I do come from humble beginnings. But yeah, it's the, now's the time to own ourselves completely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in this world, you know, I think a lot of things would be fixed and solved and um, discovered and invented if everybody was truly in the proper humility and we're owning their gifts. So I love that. Okay. So we have purpose. We have gifts. Lay another one on me. We got seven to go. I would love to know how do I play the integrity game? Mm, well, we're playing, you know, cause there's all kinds of ways to play. It's like leadership. You play from whatever seat you're in, even when you're a you know podcast host and uh, you're leading right now. So the, th- the next piece, right. If I, if I don't, and by the way, if I don't know answers to purpose, then let me start answering gifts. And if I get a couple of answers there, let me revisit purpose. And maybe I'll come up with something. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. So, you know, right. And, but if I understand purpose and if I understand gifts, now what's easy to declare is potential. So the third rung in my jam is potential. And mm. we're starting to get, at, um, this now we're starting to straddle. We're getting towards the uh, jurisdiction, the boundary of transformational and transactional. You understand, right? So, so we're still in transformational with potential, uh, certainly with purpose, and certainly with gifts. But potential, the way I break it down is just if I'm doing work with, um, you know, a C-suite, an executive team, a leadership team, a right, even a project management team, or an e-commerce team, or a sales team, or a marketing team. All the teams. All the teams. Vision mission objectives. So it's like a chronological organizing pattern, right? So for vision, let's look out as far into the future as we can possibly see. And let's just describe what we see. It's, it's Vision is a description of as far out into the future as you can see. Now, mission, on the other hand, is still quite a ways away. But mission is not some flowery collection of words that we put on the wall to feel good about ourselves. It's a B from the A. It's a destination. It's an accomplishment. It's an arrival. It's like putting the American flag on the moon. All right, we are on a mission to land a human being on the moon and return them safely to Earth. We're on a mission. That's a long ways away. But it's still not as far as we could possibly see if what we see is like the global leader in space exploration, then we're on a mission to put somebody on a moon. Vision, mission. And then still closer then that is objectives, which I, I I kind of frame in an annual, annual objectives. What are our annual objectives? Where do we need to be? This year, what do we kind of need to do? And then we can get to step four on the model. The fourth point on the model is break it down with SMART goals. So that the fourth point is SMART goals. And now we're really trying to get rubber to road and hit the tarmac, right? 
uh, is where we get into the specific and the measurable. And I have fun with smart goals because I added an A and changed the R in the smart well, goal model. That, that I want to know about that. Yeah, well, here's why. Um, I thought smart was pretty smart the first time I learned it until I thought it was stupid when it was repetitive. And here's what I mean by that, just to be fun and silly. So we know that specific measurable is SM. or You don't want to mess with that. We Achievable, we don't want to mess with that. But here's what we break it down. How do we know if a goal is achievable? Two ways. Either a, you know, if a human being can do it, I can do it, you can do it. If it's humanly possible. But what's more important than that, Henry Ford tells us, if we believe we can or believe we cannot, we're right. So when I'm screening for smart, when I'm making sure my goals are smart, one of my screening questions is, do I believe I can? That becomes my reality. Achievable becomes my reality. So achievable actually is my R. Because when we get to R in the model, it says realistic. And at first I was like, yeah, let's make sure this is realistic. And as I started to get further along, I'm like, wait, 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 I already screened for, it already is realistic if I believe it. So we're wasting a letter, first of all, like now out of five letters, S-M-A-R-T, if two of them are redundant, the best we can score on this test is 80%. And I'm an A player and you are too. So what I did is I added an A, changed the R. Because not only was R redundant, but guess what? What I learned in coaching, and I started using this criteria. It didn't take me long, like not, like not even a month or two to realize, wait a second, smart, smart goal setting is cool. But if they're going to hire me, if they need a coach, that means they need to change behavior. So if somebody says, well, my goal is to brush my teeth twice a day for 30 days straight. Specific, okay. Measurable, okay. Achievable, yeah. Uh, realistic, yeah, let's hope so. Time bound 30. Okay. What do you need me for? Hopefully you're already doing that. That's not a goal at all. You're already doing that. You don't have to change any of your current behavior in order to achieve that. You need me if you need to change behavior. So I added an A called ambitious, which is to screen for behavioral change. So we know our goal is ambitious if we have to either decrease, increase, start, or stop a status quo behavior. What do you need to do less of? What do you need to do more of or, or get better at? What do you need to start doing that you're not doing at all? What do you need to stop? Just cut that out decrease ain't good enough. You need to stop that, whatever that is. So if you need to either D-I-S-S any current behavior, now your goal is ambitious, first of all. And now you might need a coach because left to our own devices, we're not going to change our behavior. So then what'd you do with the R? Well, back to purpose. Reason or reward, I call it. Reason, reason. What's the why? Why do you want it? Why else do you want it? Because I know that if I've got one reason for wanting something, Nicole, if I had one reason for being on this podcast, I might not even show up. But if I got six reasons for wanting to be on this podcast, I'm early, I'm energized, I'm bright, I'm ready to play ball. That's right. That's right. Okay. So go through the S-M-A-R-T again. Is it S-M-A-A-R-T? S-M-A-A. Yeah. Okay. So specific. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. we want when, A goal is a what by a when, right? What do you want to achieve and by when do you want to achieve it? Yes. Okay, so when we're screening for that what, we want to be specific. If we mean wrench, don't say tool. We should say wrench. We should say monkey wrench, socket wrench, crescent wrench, power of visualization, law of attraction, the secret, all that stuff, reticular activation, whatever literature you're citing. If you can get a clear, vivid picture in your head of what you want, when you open your eyes, your brain will start looking for it and playing matchmaking. Just like recognizing all the Volkswagen bugs on, this, on the road after I got mine. Well, they were all there the day before. I just got mine now and I see all the others. Same thing with goals. Once you get specific about what you want, you start to see more ways to go get it. You'll start attracting any blah, blah, blah. 
measurable. What gets measured gets done. This is the hard part in goal setting. This is what people, the chips people up because the ego doesn't want to fail. The ego doesn't want to fall short. The ego doesn't want to be held accountable, challenged, right? So the ego will make it vague and wishy-washy and poo-poo it and make a, a five goal run on paragraph. Like, so what's the real goal that's buried in there somewhere? You can't find it, right? So the ego is funny, right? So it's a misunderstanding of failure. If I set a goal of a million bucks and made 880,000, I didn't fail at all. I just successfully achieved 88% of my goal. So, so that's a mindset play, specific and measurable, but that's what trips people up. And that's why sometimes you need to handhold people in their goal setting. You need to soundboard, brainstorm, and, and create that space. Uh, then A is achievable. We already talked about that. The next A is ambitious. That's that you're just screening for behavioral change. What behavior do you need to change? Can you achieve that goal with all of the current behaviors? You know, what's the definition of insanity? You know, same doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So we're the insanity police here with this model. Anyway, and R is reason or reward. And then T, oh, sorry, T is time. That's the by when. So what by when? So when I ask people, what's the greatest thing you could achieve by the end of the year that will have you feeling like you're overcoming gloom, gloom, health relationships and finances or sales, marketing, and customer service? All right. Now, then they start to answer. They're going to answer what's safe. They're going to answer what's vague. They're going to answer what's convenient. They're going to answer low-hanging fruit. And we need to hold them accountable to the specifics, the measurability, the believability. Right, the behavioral change, the motivation, and the by when of it all. We want to make accountability non-threatening. Fantastic. All right, so we're in number four, smart goals, and you got a present, a brand new approach to smart goals, everybody. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And there's more where that came from. We got some freebies or whatever. If if any of your, we could talk about how to make more information available. Maybe we could do another. I don't know. We can do something. We can do a workshop, smart goal setting workshop and take people through it because there's five reasons that people fail to set goals. And then one of them is the how to. And we just went over that. So moving yeah. on, once you've got the goal, you know, Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. Right. And never mind that he spells it wrong um, when he says it. Success leaves yeah, clues. But the he does he? That's right. That's right. Thank you for being playful. But there's <laughs> strategies for everything. And there's multiple paths to the same destination. So with all these choices, all these strategies out there, what you know, it's basically the, the fifth step is strategies, tactics, resources. Okay. Like one way to motivate somebody to do something is to give them the map, the directions, and a canteen of water and see if they start walking. Right. However, one of the strategies includes mindset. You, you, if, if they've got the best boat, they, they're the best sailor that's ever sailed the seas, they've got the best crew, they've got the best map, they got a blank check from the queen to go and trade with. None of that matters if they believe the world is flat. So when we talk about strategies, tactics, and resources, that includes checkup from the neck up and getting in there and retrofitting the belief foundations so that strategies can actually land and get it, uh, implemented. But among all the choices we have for strategy, the sixth piece on the model is word and commitment. Word and commitment. What's you know what? First of all, what are the power of words? Why is what's the difference between saying I could do that versus I should do that? What's the difference between saying I want that versus need that, or I have to do that, or I want to do that? You get you know vibrations and the the water project and on and on, right? Uh, and 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 how anyway? So the importance of language and words, but then word and commitment is. What do we do with our word? When we give our word, do we follow it up? Right? Is when we give our word, do we? How do we manage the expectations we set for self and others? What does our word mean? What's our relationship with our word? How careful are we with our word? You know, has anybody had that mirror held up? Has anybody learned that lesson that our word is your bond? And uh, when do people come to? School? This is what you were talking about in the beginning, right? When you know somebody's got that golden character, when you know what you can expect from somebody, you want that person on your team. 
right? So when they when they say they're going to do something, you know that they're going to do it and they're going to do the hell out of it. Or you know that as soon as they become aware that they can't do it, you're going to know about it, get an updated word and have a new expectation set without ever having to worry. And other people in our lives, we know that as soon as they say they're going to do something, we don't say anything because it's not worth it in the moment. We're not getting paid enough to say anything in the moment, but we're like, we know they're not going to do it. Which one of those do we want to be? Who do we want to hang out with? Who are we attracting? How do we recognize the difference? How are we practicing this? So it, it starts with, among all the choices I have on strategy, what do I choose? What's my commitment? What am I committed to doing? If I say I'm going to drink five gallons of water per week, what's my relationship to that commitment? Who am I willing to share my word with? On and on, all of that. And then from there, it's about taking action. That's the next piece on the model. And then the next piece on the model after that is proactive learning. Because, you know, learning the hard way is still good. The only mistake to be afraid of is one you don't learn from. So there's no such thing as a mistake at all, really. Except the mistake of not taking action, not having relationship with your word, not choosing strategies, not setting goals, not declaring potential, not realizing gifts, and not realizing. Those are the only mistakes in the world as far as I'm concerned. You see how fun that is? So after proactive learning, then it's accumulation of accomplishments from getting out of bed to the day, to climbing the mountain, to self-publishing four books, to being on your podcast, uh, being able to uh, recognize, uh, looking back, not too far or however far you want, look at all, look at everything I've accomplished. And if we, same, you know, if we don't say that, if we don't tell ourselves, we don't stack it up, line it up, we are robbing the world because there's, there's gazillion people in the world that want exactly what we want. Regardless, we're always looking at what we don't have, what we don't have. We don't spend enough time realizing how much we've done and what we have to give to others. And that's the last point on the model. The tenth point on the model is sir, is is service and giving, giving and service. Who do we serve? Who wins when we win? If my cup fills up and spilleth over, who collects the overflow? Uh, what aligns? You know, what's the, the the thread that runs through? What's the adhesive? How, and does this reintegrate with purpose? You know, it, are my answers to service the tenth point on the model integrated? with my answers to purpose, the first point on the model. And now we've got 10 doors to knock on to retrofit ourselves. And it's hard to do it alone, but that's why I've written a book and developed a group coaching program and available for one-on-ones and on and on and on keynotes. And you're going to go deliver this, you know, a lot of this content to um, the Asian American Hotel Owners Association in Washington, D.C. in a week and a half. And just really excited about the flexibility and the, the, the comprehension of the model, but also like, I'm pleased that I was able to come up with these 10 points, but I'm also looking for subject matter experts that can help me go deeper and deeper and deeper on each of the 10. So I'm doing a series of interviews myself with what I call all-stars, you know, integrity game all-stars that know more about purpose than I do, that know more about relationship with word than I do, that have better experiences serving or philanthropy for charity than I do, right? So I can go clubba diving and I can go deeper on all 10 points on my own model. Mm, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So everybody, we have been speaking with Jeffrey Klubeck. He's been giving us the 10 points inside his model, inside his book, The Integrity Game. It's been so great to hear all of these. You got a new smart goal model. You've been encouraged to figure out your purpose, your gifts, your potential, then come up with strategies, tactics, and resources to get it done. Keep your word, make a commitment, take action, look at what you're accomplishing 
and serve. So this is just great listening to all the things that you have to offer. I know you're dying to tell people. Um, Where could we find Jeffrey Klubeck if we wanted to get a hold of him? Uh, So easy to find. Uh, (laughs) If you just type in Jeffrey Klubeck and the integrity game or Jeffrey Klubeck and get a clue, so many things will come up. But I, uh, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn is probably the best thing, right? LinkedIn is, is, is wonderful. Uh, but I am doing a lot of stuff on Facebook too. I've always built everything on Facebook, but I, you know, I'm growing up and you're getting more mature. Anybody can send me an email to Jeff at getaclue.net or Jeff at theintegritygame.com or connect with me on social. I respond to my own stuff still. Uh, I hope one day, I hope I got somebody that's going to screen all of my instant messages on social. But right now, uh, I, I, I'm very easy to get a hold of, like super easy. Mm, that's fantastic. All right, everybody. It's been such a great episode of Build a Vibrant Culture. I know that Jeffrey and myself, we would be so grateful. Would you just press the little like button real quick? It'll only take a hot second. And then if you have more than a hot second, maybe 50 hot seconds, if you could go down and leave a little review, let us know what you thought of this episode. We would appreciate your comments. Jeffrey, you know, I know my people are thinking, wait, there's one more thing I want to hear. Does Jeffrey have one more nugget? What's this thing in the upper corner of his little Zoom screen that says motivation plus accountability equals results? Maybe yeah. you can explain that and leave us with one more word of wisdom. Oh, wow. Well, engagement, back to leadership, your first question, right? Yeah. Motivation plus accountability equals results is after we have done everything we can to get to know who we're leading and to get to know what they want. Any leader out there can tell their followers what they want, what the shareholders want. Real leadership is finding that intersection, the integration, the integer, right? Between what our followers, what our direct reports, what our communities want, and then what the institutions want. The real leaders can actually make that work and bring that into balance and bring that into harmony. The needs of the institution with the needs of the individuals that run the institution. So uh, motivation plus accountability equals results. That's the hot knife through warm butter. If we work our leadership butts off to secure engagement, to get people enrolled and to get permission to lead, then the rest of it's easy. Mm, fantastic final words. Again, we've had Jeffrey Klubeck on the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. It's been such a pleasure, Jeffrey. Good luck to you with your upcoming conference in Washington, D.C. Uh, thank you, Nicole. I look forward to more interactions with you for sure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more like-minded listeners. Remember, the journey to building a vibrant culture never stops. Stay inspired, keep nurturing your vibrant culture, and we can't wait to reconnect with you on the next exciting episode of Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. We'll be right back.